What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. Let's, Let's get into this. What's up, horror fam? Welcome to the most most organized, most scripted, most G-rated <laughs> podcast on the internet. <laughs> uh, you guys know who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we do. Welcome to the Horror Chronicles podcast, everybody. We love you. And tonight, we got yet another special guest for you. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of these interviews, and we're starting to like them. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Uh, We've met some really cool people. Yes. Uh, got some great uh, guests on the line. Who's like on? tonight. So tonight we have Sean Murray. He is a writer and director, and he's going to come on, and he's going to talk to us about some of the stuff he's got going on. He's got a movie out, uh, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to get into it. So uh, what's up, Sean? How are you tonight? Doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing good. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, uh, so, you write, do you write, you write books, right? Too? Or do you just write uh, screenplays and direct movies and all, you know, the fancy stuff? (laughs) I wrote a bunch of short stories a while back, and sometimes I tinker around doing that kind of stuff. Um, Didn't publish any of that stuff yet, though. Um, okay. Mainly nowadays, I've just been writing a uh, screenplays. You know, oh, right on. nice, nice. So I know you have the one movie internment. Yes. Uh, what else have you been doing? And we'll get into internment here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, after internment, uh, I started to film a follow-up film to internment. Actually, um, it is not a direct sequel. It's, I like to call it a companion film. Mm. Um, started shooting that last year, and it's taken a lot longer than I thought it would due to COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, Everything. It, it screwed taking... up everybody. Yeah, it threw uh, a wrench in the plans, and um, it actually kind of took, um, actually, the plan was to film the, the sequel uh, last year, but it kind of turned its own way. You know, and the film that I'm working on contains elements of internment, um, but it's not a direct sequel. That's okay. cool. That's cool. Right. Cool. So, um, I guess we can go ahead and talk about internment. Um, well, actually, you know what? First, what got you? What got you into uh, directing and or writing and getting into the movie business like that? Uh, it was kind of an extension for me, a natural progression. I'm really into arts in general, and I have always been into horror. Um, horror movies, uh, comics, novels, music, all of that, you know, my whole life. So I was actually, I was in a few bands. And at the time, I, um, when I started off, I started off by doing voiceover work for a, a film called uh, Where Blackbirds Fly. It was directed by uh, Jimmy Screamer Close. It was a great, a great mindfuck of a film. <laughs> okay. Nice. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that. So, you know, I, it was a natural extension for me. I already had the equipment, um, the microphones and all that. And I like to mess, with, mess around with voices. I thought that, you know, like I'd give a try on that. But I couldn't find any more um, voiceover works that, you know, that yeah. I wouldn't do. So I started to act in other films. Um, did some films with Bill Zabub, uh, Michael Mahoney, uh, Ruby LaRocca, Rich Mowry. 
Um, and along the way, you know, I, I was picking up on other roles too. You know, I was doing sound in some of them. I was doing lighting work. Uh, eventually, I was the assistant director for a film uh, by Charles Marinaro called A Line Between All Things. And after that experience, kind of the only way to move forward was just to do films of my own. You know, yeah. I was, you know, I saw how all the parts go together. And I had the, you know, half the equipment too, you know, for being a photographer, you know, I already had the camera. Um, I had uh, good sound gear from, you know, being in bands and such. So it was a natural, it was a natural step. The only things that I really had to buy was uh, the editing program and lights. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's right awesome, on. man. See, so, <clears throat> go ahead. What kind of music are you into? Oh, uh, I listen to loads of music. Um, I like, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of punk rock. I like a lot of independent music. I like metal. I like uh, yeah. roll, you know, classic rock. Uh, don't really listen to too much country. I don't listen to R&B. Um, but everything else is pretty much open game. Sweet. And, uh, Man, you, know, you are I, right up our alley, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're a couple metalheads. Crow so. mags, bad yeah. brains. Yeah. Crow mags. Yeah. Bad brains, you know, all that good shit. It's interesting that you say that. Um, my roommate is just downstairs. You know, when he sees this, he's going to like that a lot because he has <laughs> connection to the Crow mags. Oh, so nice. Right on. I don't know exactly how, you know, who it is, but, you know, he was telling me about that just the other day. So that's interesting. I mean, I've heard that name kicking around for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think I've, I've never really heard him, you know. Oh, they really started, do. they start that, you know, freaking punk. Punk metal punk stuff. Punk metal yeah. stuff. Them and the, yeah, man, they're, they're pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Just check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll check them out. But, yeah. uh. So on the on the horror movie, we love, of course, horror chronicles. We love horror movies and all that entails, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, what we always ask this when people come on: um, What's your a? What is either your favorite horror movie or what introduced you to horror movies? Which Jesus was the movie? Jesus Christ, dude! Just <laughs> that's a fairly that's a fairly simple question. Uh, yeah, okay. I was watching horror movies since I was a kid. You know, um, watching uh, Universal kind of movies, um, yeah. you know, the black and white ones when I was probably about six, seven years old, five, six, seven years old. Um, what really caught my eye, you know, at a, at a young age, and it still remains to be one of my favorites is Phantasm. Um, oh, my God. Woo! That's Ryan's favorite movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was a fantastic film. Absolutely. You know, that one was, uh, I, I tend to like the ones that, you know, have a weirder side to them. And that one struck on all of them, on all bars for me. And yeah. after that, that was kind of a, um, a, you know, that was kind of cementing me, you know, right in, into the field right there. You know, yeah. after that, there's no turning back. Um, Oh yeah, that whole series is really bizarre. the storyline. The storyline yeah. of Phantasm is just I yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's killer. You know, I, I thought the best Phantasms. I, I enjoyed the first one, and I like the fourth one too. Yeah, I like all. Yeah, but yes, but I, I think that those two were like really good back to back because of the way that they handled it with the um, with the old footage when they they uh -huh. split into um, into oblivion. I thought that was fantastic. 
Yeah. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so that's sweet, man. Yeah, because you're pretty much on the same page with a lot of stuff with yeah, us. That's yeah, absolutely. Of, you know, man, you're hired. Do you want to be a guest from now on? <laughs> the first, well, the first person that, that we've talked to, who like right off the bat, named Phantasm. Yeah. You yeah. know, because that's, that's. Yeah, a lot of people don't pick that film out. That's what, you know? a, that's all my top two of all time. I, I love that film. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of great memories for me with movies like that. You know, uh, that was one of the first horror movies I got to watch as a kid because my mom really enjoyed it. So, you know, oh, that's cool. yeah, not, not me. I'm old. I grew up on the, I grew up on the stuff you were talking about, the Universal monsters, and you know, House on Haunted Hill and stuff like that. You know, I mean, just those will those will always be near and dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. I mean, I, I grew up in the 80s, so, you know, yeah. I had that the video invasion, too, going on and just going and just picking out movies. And my parents weren't too, um, uh, they weren't, you know, uh, Nazis at all. You know, they gave me free reign to pretty yeah. much run. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of cool shit, you know. I think oh, they regret some, the, some of that, their, uh, their liberal choices in that, in that regard. But, uh, you know, after they saw saw the scenes but you know i saw a lot of cool stuff growing up uh, yeah, yeah definitely awesome. definitely so, yeah the 80s were a great time for film mm. just yeah yeah i agree I, so was, much cool shit came out you know i i'm i'm big into slashers and i mean that's uh, 80s was all about the slasher yeah you know? yeah absolutely you know? so who uh who are some of your um i guess inspirations so to speak as far as director wise that you kind of look up to um coming from that it, standpoint uh, uh believe it or not my favorite director is actually not a horror director and that's martin scorsese oh but, yeah yeah going to um going to the genre um uh wes craven uh dario argento um i this is uh kind of controversial in the community but I, I do love Rob Zombie's movies. Um, and, um, of course, John Carpenter. Yeah. The man. The man. The man. We've been trying to get him on the show for so long. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps telling me no. I think a restraining order showed up yeah. the other day. <laughs> well, at least you got a response. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But no, we have. Yeah, we that's have, killer, but, man. That's um, killer. See, John Carpenter. It's cool talking to people who uh, do directing and story, and you know, writing screenplays and things like that. Because you get, we get to ask questions. You get to see it from a different perspective. So, like, we do a lot of research into directors and things. We have a director series that we do on different directors and things like that, uh, mainly for horror because that's what we do. But uh, like with John Carpenter, you know, he does everything in his movies. You know, he writes yeah. scores. He, I mean, he just does it all. So, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to mention that John Carpenter, not only for his films, but his scores as well. And uh, I mean, those are fantastic in their own right. I mean, how yeah. iconic, you know, are those themes? Um, yeah. It's a shame he went on tour a few years ago, and I missed it. You know, I still kick myself for not going on that one. You know? Yeah, I guess he did a couple albums of. Um, new material that he kind of called uh, lost themes i think yeah and it was uh you know it sounded like his uh his soundtracks you know yeah. it was old school 
you know, synced out and just really good from what I heard. Yeah. And he's got his kids in the band with him too, man. Can you imagine that traveling the country with John Carpenter playing the Halloween theme all the time? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, John Carpenter. Uh, Correct. So uh, tell us about your movie here. Uh, in German, I filmed it a couple years ago, actually. And, uh, well, a few years ago. And it, uh, it's a film about uh, life and death in many ways. It's, it's got a couple different angles to it. One of them being um, it follows a serial killer who's being followed by, who's being pursued by a, uh, a psychotic cop. Um, but it has a flip side to it, too, which deals with the afterlife um, at the same time. And it's a film about life, loss, and redemption. Um, it was done over the course of three months in the summer of 2018. And it was released uh, a year later, um, nominated for an award. And I put it out on dvd and then i put it up out for a mass distribution on amazon prime last year so you can yeah. find it there yeah and i think that's where i caught it was on amazon prime after after we had talked to you the first time and i gotta apologize we we, we had a crazy year we were, we've been trying to get you get get you on here for a while and it just things snowballed into chaos for us but uh, as 20 freaking yeah he was yeah. you know uh, i'm ready to forget 2020 and and at this point i'm ready to forget 2021 oh, it's it's been a been a nightmare for everybody yeah but uh so wh if you don't mind me asking where did you film this movie um i filmed it largely in middletown new york uh and various uh cemeteries you know those were kind of all over the place trying to find quiet ones trying to find a quiet cemetery is very hard to do you would think otherwise but you would think it would be easy yeah you would you would but when you set up your gear um you pick up all on all kinds of stuff we went to a very isolated place one time and everything was going fine and you know take one action and i swear as soon as we called that i mean you heard you know people on dirt bikes it, oh, it was yeah. just it was mad it was mad it was probably that kid from phantasm but um but yeah it was crazy you know like we traveled about uh 40 minutes away to get to this place and um and yeah it was all you know, where it sound bombed out. So we had to reshoot it. And, and ironically, we shot it at this huge cemetery, which was in, um, which was in the center of Middletown. And I guess because it was so big and the way that the, the way that it bolt, the earth bowled in on it, uh, we didn't get, you know, we call it just natural, you yeah. know, ambiance. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember watching the film, there was a lot of, you know, going from gritty city to, you know, the cemetery and the flea bag hotel. You know, there was just a lot of uh, different aspects and different locations, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was, for the most part, it was, it was filmed in Middletown, you know, New York. That's so, cool. Yeah, there was a, 
you know, a few spots that we, we took outside of that, but wasn't very far from it. Right. So um, what was, uh, what was your, uh, inspiration for this one? <laughs> or do you just come up with it in your head? Just, um, when, when it, we started to shoot it, it was just supposed to be kind of a faux trailer actually. Um, and along the way, you know, I, a friend of mine, he had uh, he bought a camera too, so we were playing around with with ideas, and we filmed a couple bits. And I was like, "All right, well, let's try to do like the full film, you know, trailer kind of deal." So we did that for a few days, and then for one thing that I wanted to illustrate, which was a, a conversation between the killer and his girlfriend at the time, um, I wrote out a whole scene, and. I, said fuck it you know i mean we're all here let's let's do a full scene so when i uh when we shot that scene i started to chop it together as a trailer and then i just watched the scene and it was beautiful you know it was coming together nice yeah. with all the angles that we had and i was like okay well you know what do we do here now do we go forward you know or just call it good here and you know i reached out to everybody that night that i was working with at that point and made sure the schedule was clear for a little while, you know, and I just told them, you know, hey, let's <laughs> more. So kind of, kind of, it was written on the fly for about half of production. I, I had a full script about a month and a half in. I was writing scenes out, you know, every day and then, you know, giving them to people, you know, a couple of days before we did a shoot on a weekend, you know, because we filmed it mostly on weekends. And, um, and I was accumulating more and more stuff. And I had a full script uh, a month and a half into it. So it did take, um, it had a little windy, a windy uh, road. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is too. Once you, you know, if you're doing it, like you said, off the fly like that, it's just kind of more and more things come to you. Of course, as you like this scene will make, Oh, well, this would be cool in the next scene. And it, yeah, you know, it yeah. just kind of builds on top of it. Like, well, and I can imagine, you know, you get all this stuff wrote out and then you film something and you look at that and you think, man, you know, what would be really cool here. Yeah. You know, I mean, and uh, you know, you change stuff on the fly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There, now there who did, there was a bit of that for sure. Um, the original idea, when I go back, if I were to go back and look at the outline, there's stuff on there that never happened. And then there was stuff on there that happened, you know, happened more than it should have. Um, a lot of the stuff, you, you know, the location is a character in any film. Oh yeah. That mm -hmm. we talk about, you know, but it's true. You, you know, location will give um, a lot of character to a film. And just when you're, when you're scouting out a location and then you're standing there and look, that act, you know, that added so much to what I was doing, you know, mm. is because I, I was able to see where we we're going to shoot. So some things were ramped up or toned down a little bit, depending on, depending on the scene, you know? Right. Right. So uh, I know you did directing and writing on this. Who did, who did the cinematography? Did you take care of a lot of that or was that? Primarily, that was by Louis DeVito. Okay. And, he, you know, he kind of went over most of our cameras. We shot on 
up to five cameras, um, depending on the sequence. Sometimes as little as two, but you know, as many as five. And for the most part, he, I would attribute him for cinematography. Um, yeah. For all of us. Um, I mean, we all handled a lot of it ourselves too. Right. But, but yeah, he, he was the man for the job. Yeah, because I remember, uh, now you got to forgive me, it, it, I watched this movie la- beginning of last summer sometime, and uh, I I remember there was some, you know, some really off, like, camera angles and stuff, you know, no, not a bad thing, it was just, you know, some different uh, perspectives, perspective, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You know, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the brains, I'm the brawn. Uh, <laughs> that would have been due to to uh, a number of things uh, in certain ways we didn't want to replicate anything to seem to be um, too cinematic although I think it came out more in that in that way anyway um, but uh, but also it was uh, positioning and and ultimately when when you make a film, you know, independent film, you got to kind of use the best take. And sometimes, um, you know, there were certain angles that I couldn't do due to lighting issues. I couldn't use them due to lighting issues or, right. or other, you know, I mean, there's, there's stuff. And, and then also, you know, there's, there's beautiful, beautiful stuff that couldn't be used. You know, like I had to reshoot certain things um, due to sound issues too. I mean, I have, I have a couple days worth of stuff that just looks awesome. You know, you know, we filmed at the right time of day with the wind and everything else. Oh yeah. Bombed out. The sound would be bombed out. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So, you know, putting it together, you have to rely on, on the best shots that you have, you know, and, um, you know, and that's kind of the way they, well, I guess, and the more cameras you have, the more angles you have, the more choices you got yeah. too, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, the more choices you have, and, and for the most part, that was a uh, that was a blessing. But sometimes uh, less is more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I got there's you. A lot about having just like two cameras, well focused, and just going into it. You know, um, it was easier because I acted in the film too, so it was a lot easier for me to kind of be behind there, you know, and directing when I was off screen. You know. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're trying to do it all. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lot of, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tough. People, it's hard to find people that you trust. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I understand that. I've been working with this guy for two years and I still don't trust him. <laughs> um, so <laughs> tell me, tell me about the protagonist in this film. Is there really a protagonist in the film? Um, I kind of wanted it to be more about anti-heroes. And if there was anybody, any character that had any saving grace, it would have been uh, the role of Chelsea, um, the dead girl. Um, and she finds redemption throughout uh-huh. it. Um, it was kind of built up to, for the audience to decide who would be worse. Would it be a serial killer or would it be a psychotic cop on his trail? You know, so that's a good know, point. I have, I have my, um, I have my, uh, my opinion 
but I'm not going to state that. I, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I got you. I got you. you know, Let people watch the film and figure it out on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, all the interaction between uh, Chelsea and the man in black, you know, which, you know, um, there was some, uh, there was some crazy conversation going on there. You know. Yeah. Um, the man in black character, he's kind of a, uh, something along the lines of a gatekeeper. Um, he is, in that role for a reason, um, which will be explained, you know, in further, you know, in further films. Oh, um, nice. I got to see the new film. There's, there's spoilers there. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but, um, yeah, kind of, uh, there's a, a philosophy, a dark philosophy that I try to imbue in those sequences. Um, uh, and I hope that people can take, take away with that you know um, he's yeah. somewhat you know he kind of not necessarily even evil you know he can be seen that way to some but the way i see it, he's really not you know right. he's, he's doomed in his own way I, he doesn't want that role although he he plays it all differently yeah you know because it, it's funny that you say that because there's there's times in there that you really think, okay, this guy is pure evil. Uh, but then, you know, when you really look at it as an, as a whole, it's like, it's almost like he's just a messenger, you know, that would be, that would be a very good way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 Glad he took, took that away. Right. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. See, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> I've always wanted to, I don't have the freaking mental capacity to do it, but I've always wanted to write and direct a, or not even really direct, but just put a, I've had a lot of great ideas out there for movies. And it's just like, he just, just wants to put his name on something. I got my name. On that <laughs> it's mostly bills, but, uh, you know. Bills. but uh, well, you know, no, it's, I think it's always cool when people just, you know, go out and they say, fuck it. And they just do what they want to do with it. You know, sometimes you have to, just, you have to take those steps. If you don't, you, it won't happen. Right. Right. So you yeah. Just you got to take a chance. Man. You just got to take a chance to doing it, you know? And I think it's always cool to meet people and talk to people who took that chance and stepped out there and did what they wanted to do and just put everything into it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. For, for anything to happen, you have to move. Um, and uh you know it's funny the film is uh it's called interment and, and in a way it's it's been inspired by uh personal things in my life where friends and people that i have known that have died before their time um is kind of a, another inspiration not necessarily for anything that you might see on the screen but kind of pushed me to do to see this through um you know and pretty much you know i, I would suggest if you have ideas you know just grab a notebook and start writing in that notebook you know yeah add to well, it yeah. You know? that's what that's what kind of actually is like with me because i used to write down all my dreams that i could remember so like if i would wake up 
and if I could remember it, I would write down. And sometimes I wake up from a dream and just write down like two o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know? Um, and you get some pretty cool ass ideas out of that, I think. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so you're right. You just got to write the stuff down. And I've been doing that and stuff like that. So I, this, it's cool for me to be able to talk to people like you and others that we've, we've talked to. We talked to a couple of directors from England. Um, and, uh, it's cool to kind of pick their brains and see how they do things. And, yeah. See how they think. And, and, you know, how much they do when they film something, you know, like we were talking about with like the stuff you were doing, but the stuff that John Carpenter does, how he, he just has like, it's like, he's got his tentacles and everything. Yeah. When it comes to, to doing that. Did you say tentacles or testicles? <laughs> Whatever. Either one. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, I, I, he does, he does, uh, you know, the scores and all that kind of stuff. And I, I have a lot of music, but I didn't have the, um, uh, I didn't really have anything that fits, um, <clears throat> that I felt fit for the film. So I used another composer. Um, I didn't want to score it myself because at the time when we wrapped it, I was already mm -hmm. editing. It would have probably taken another six months to a year before I felt like I was, I was, you know, before I would be satisfied with the music that fits. Yeah, I mean, I've even done some dark scoring work, you know, you know, for um, kind of like films in my head, you mm -hmm. know, it never happened. But nothing, none of that stuff fit, you know. So, you know, I didn't really want to go in take that role on myself either you know i mean oh yeah you, right write it, you, it, you know you do all the finagling I, I mean just uh the main issue that i had was getting everybody together in a place you know consistently you know that that was a yeah. hard that was the hardest thing the hardest challenge of the film really um but after it's all done you know and it was you have everything that you need to put it together and now you're you're editing it, you know, it's just like, okay, enough's enough, you know. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, maybe with the next one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I can out. get it, man. Uh, you know, once you've done so much in a film, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's nice to, <laughs> look, I'm talking like a filmmaker. Sometimes <laughs> it would be nice to just step back and say, okay, what do you got for me? What can you do with the, you know, composition of this film, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you'll land on a really cool idea, you know, like you did, you know. Yeah. Who did the composition for you? Uh, Kevin McLeod, um, he did that. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's done a lot of films, and that stuff just kind of really worked. I mean, there's a couple of sequences that they, they kind of give me goose flesh because I see how it works within, you know, like is that as it plays minute to minute alongside what's going on, it just like really draws out certain aspects of it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, you know, before uh, the location is a character and so is the music or the score, you know, that's all yeah. a character of the, definitely, you know, definitely. Of the movie. So how does that process work? I mean, you, you just send them a print of the film and let them work on it? 
Um, that didn't happen. He had a lot of he had a lot of stuff um, available, and I let him know uh, about the film itself, what my intent was, and he sent me a ton of you know a ton of tracks. So okay. I kind of listened to them, and then I just kind of pieced them in where, oh, awesome. uh, where I thought they were appropriate. All right. That's, I gotcha. Cool. So you still had some control there over, you know. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, they were, they were kind of made, you know, made to order as I saw it. Absolutely. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. and that'd be, that'd cool, be cool too, because you know, like you be able, like you did, you know, you'd be able to say, "I this would work perfect in this scene." That's how you see it in your head, and then you know, having to deal with someone else trying to think about what's going on in your head. They say, here, take all this stuff, see what works for you. Yeah. You know, and like you, sometimes it just comes out perfectly the way you want it to, which I think makes it, saves you a lot of time and makes yeah, it a lot easier on definitely, you sometimes. So. Yeah. yeah, it does. Um, the next film, uh, I can't really say too much about it. Yeah, but we'll I, get it. Yeah, I can't say too much about it, but some of the scoring work will be done by Trent Reznor and the Nine Inch Nails, actually. Nice, nice. Shit, yeah. So, what do you? Speaking of that, this just popped in my head for some reason. Um, was it uh, the Devil's Candy? Yes. Did you see that film? Killer soundtrack. Devil's Candy, the one about there was a a rock and roll guy in it too, right? Paint, a painter. Yeah, this guy was a painter, and he lived in a house with his daughter or something. And, and his wife, yeah, his daughter and his wife, yeah. Uh, killer soundtrack. I think that uh, that movie actually opened up with a Metallica song. Yes. Uh, um, and the thing I, about, I, about I, I don't remember anything about it. There's a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah, about it, a lot of the a lot of the music in that film was '80s thrash metal. Well, yeah. and why i mentioned it hey it's a badass soundtrack yeah, great yeah, film yeah. um but the music really plays a freaking character in that movie yeah it really does it really like does. It's, well with every movie i mean you look at a movie like halloween from 78 well, i mean yeah. that movie would not be what it is without carpenter soundtrack well yes because it would be just uh, uh people I, screaming <laughs> anything. i mean you know every movie yeah, out there it's like you said the composition is a character all its own yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right with that. Uh, Halloween has got an iconic score, and it's not just the one that everybody knows. It's right. The stalker theme, too, that dent, 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 that one. Yeah. The one when they're yeah. walking through did town. You, it's got numerous, you know, pieces. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got me thinking about that film now. <laughs> That's it. You're muted. But, but it's I'm like, sorry. There pieces that, that are just... Uh, you know, iconic. You know. Yeah. But that one is, uh, it's a great film. You'll definitely, if you haven't watched a while, you don't remember it. It's definitely worth checking out again. The soundtrack just, I know all of them do, but that one yeah. is hardcore plays a part. Well, that one sticks with us because of the metal on it. Yeah. Know, we're metal heads, but you know, uh, <clears throat> so how far along or how far do you think it's going to be? Before that, I know you can't say a bunch, but before you think that film will be out, your next film? Um, probably early next year. I'm looking to wrap. I'm looking to wrap it by the end of September. Um, okay. And 
there's another feature that I'm working on with Valley View Entertainment, MDMN Films with Valley View Entertainment, um, that we've been producing for a little while now too. And we're looking to wrap that one up this year too. So Sweet. next year, you know, a couple films. So I was going to say, so you possibly got two films coming out next year. Uh, I have one film. The other film, like I said, it, I am co-directing that one with uh, Valeria Henry of Value Entertainment. So we've kind of been doing that one together. Okay. Sweet. All right, cool. Sweet. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Looking forward to that. Yeah, and if, you know, um, once all that happens and everything drops and whatnot, you know, you're feel free to give us a, shoot us a message and we'll put it out there to everybody else. Yeah, if you want to come on and talk about definitely. it, you know. Um, yeah, I will. Absolutely. Um, is there any other, uh, any other, like, books or anything else you want to put out there that you got going on or what you got going on that you... Um, other than a series of short films, uh, that I've done with Valeria Henry of Valley View Entertainment. And um, you can find them on Bootleg Death Tape 2, Bootleg Death Tape 3, Faces of Dying 3, Faces of Dying 4. Um, those are on uh, STS Entertainment. Um, and they have that online at their website and also they have DVDs. Um, we've done a couple for Tony Newton Productions. Uh, he's located in the UK. And for a little taste of, of the feature that we're working on, um, you can find that in a little short film called Sex, Death, and Video, which is on Grindsploitation 9, which is released by Trauma. Wow, Trauma, huh? Yeah. Nice. Quite a bit going nice. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? You're a busy man. Yeah, um, yeah I try to be. You know? <laughs> I try to be. I, I can't sit still for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Hell yeah, man. Well, Sounds like you got some cool shit going on, man. Yeah. Like I said, anytime that you want to, you know, kind of promote some stuff or whatever, just. Yeah. Us. Get a hold of us, man. We'll definitely push it out there. But we you. could talk about that after we do the outro yeah. and stuff before he yeah. ends up. Definitely. But yeah, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Another episode from the Horror Chronicles podcast, nice. your favorite fucking podcast. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, Sean, you got anything you want to shout out before we get get out of here? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I want to thank you know the horror community at large um, for you know watching, supporting, and loving independent films, uh, and now more than ever, that's very important. And yes. yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That's awesome. You know, viewed my work so far and whether they loved it or not, you know, you know, had an open mind enough to take it on as it was, you know, and I'd like to thank that for having me too. Oh, oh yeah, man. Absolutely, you know, that's man, anytime. it's funny. You mentioned that real quick, you know, cause that's why we started this podcast as well. We love horror, but also it keeps it going. You know, yeah. like you said, it keeps that, that genre moving along. So that's awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on. Definitely. man. So yeah, Definitely. guys, hope you enjoyed it. Um, You'll probably be hearing from him again on here once he gets everything going and gets yeah. out there. We'll have him back on. But we love you, horror fam. Thank you for listening and checking out everything we do. You know that. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. Fuck the horror.